coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. You come to your marriage and you bring all those expectations into that relationship. Everything from how to parent, to deal with finances, deal with conflict, all of these things. So you can see how easy it would be for two people from very different families to have very different ideas about how things are supposed to go. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. Welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're glad you've joined us. Happy weekend, Dr. Linda. Same to you. That t-shirt's coming. We are going to make t-shirts that say, happy weekend. <laughs> happy that doesn't sound too unique to me. But, you know, I don't know where everybody is when they're listening to this show, uh, but it's beautiful where we are today. Right, yes. Yeah. This is, uh, it's very, very nice outside. Yeah. Great day for that T-shirt. But, uh, <laughs> you were on another radio show not long ago, and the topic of in-laws came up. And this topic really made the phones just blow up. People were calling, and they wanted to talk about questions and comments related to in-laws. Yeah, it was a real hot button uh, when we did mm-hmm. that show. So obviously that is a show that people <laughs> wanted to listen to. So I thought we should probably tackle that topic too, because a lot of people have difficulty getting along with their in-laws. And you know whether you're married or you're thinking of getting married or you know someone who is married, this is an important show when it comes to doing life together. A large percentage of getting to know your partner is devoted to the in-laws and their families. Do you think people actually think about that when they're dating? Did you think about, okay, I wonder what my in-laws would be like if I married this person? I don't know if we did. Yeah. (laughs) And guess what? Mine were in Argentina when I met Norm, so I didn't even meet them till the wedding. What a blessing. (laughs) (laughs) I think what comes to mind when people think of in-laws are words like uncomfortable, infuriating, depressing, maddening, draining. (laughs) Simply awful. Uh, I noticed that all of those are negative. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of hope in there, was there? No, there wasn't. So I think what we're saying, though, is it can be really challenging. And it does take a lot of effort. You know, let's admit it. Relationships are work, right? No matter what relationship you're in. So you have to really work it out in order to, you know, have a good life with the people that are going to be in your life. You know, I would say that the relationship with my in-laws, Chris, really did change over the years as I matured. And I learned how to handle it better. And hopefully they got to know me a little bit better and uh, mellowed somewhat as the years went by. But I feel really blessed that my in-laws shared the same faith. That was a huge help in that relationship. And that made it so much easier. Still, uh, I have to say we had a lot of differences Mm -hmm. and it was challenging at times. So not everybody has a relationship with their in-laws. It's great. And even those who do, When you're listening right now, you can probably run into a few problems now and then. So we hope everyone listening will gain a few tips on how to work through issues with the in-laws and improve that important relationship. You've talked in the past about how your original family and Dr. Norm's family were just dealt with things differently. So then when the two of you came together, you said, hey, wait, this has to be, we need to work this out. That's right. As you've counseled and you've met with people, what are some of the most common problems, the common in-law problems that you've seen? 
So one of the most common ones is this whole idea that the in-laws are overbearing or they're mm-hmm. pushy and disrespectful of boundaries. That's what a lot of couples uh, want to come in and talk about. And you're right. There are all kinds of differences. So here are the things that I hear. Couples come in and how they spend their money. Mm-hmm. Their in-laws might have different ideas about how they should do that. Obviously, different political views. That's not a thing. Yeah. We've had had so, I mean, it's really torn some families apart in this past election that we had. How the grandchildren are being raised. A lot of people get upset when the in-laws say something about the way they're parenting. How can you let him play soccer? That's so dangerous. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And then the quintessential one, especially around the holidays, is who are we going to spend time with? How do we spend time with each of the families? Pressure to have children for some people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We had that from Norm's side. Uh, right. They were asking about that. Sometimes a know-it-all, take-charge attitude really creates a lot of problems. And then there are a lot of people who feel like they're not good enough for their in-laws. The obvious personality clashes, mm-hmm. religious differences. And then the one that really can be tricky is when a parent tries to wedge their way between the marital relationship. One of the biggest challenges Sharon and I had early was the idea of, no, we spend more time with your family. Yeah. No, 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 we spend more time. It was an argument. I think that's a a really common one is negotiating the time and how you do Mm -hmm. that. You know, according to a study of hundreds of families over two decades, more than 60% of women admitted the relationship with their female in-laws cause them long-term unhappiness and stress. I think it's because the men just sort of stay out of it. (laughs) (laughs) They try, maybe. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't make the wife always feel good, especially if it's his parents. Mm, That's true. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, a similar proportion of mothers-in-law, however, complained of being excluded and isolated, which I found that to be interesting. There are so many negative portrayals of in-laws in movies and on TV. Right? And there's plenty of uh, mother-in-law jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of them are great. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and mother-in-laws are, you know, they're the most beat up and they're often portrayed as meddling. Why is that? Well, I found this paragraph on a news site and I thought it was really helpful in understanding this. And I liked it because it was a medical analogy. Mm, and, you know, right. I teach at a medical school, so I like all things kind of science. That's right. But uh, this is the quote. Families are like bodies that have been functioning for several years with the same hearts, liver, stomach, spleen, and various other gut. (laughs) So you like that? (laughs) So that's the family. They have all these parts and systems, right? Mm -hmm. And like human bodies, they don't respond well to transplants. The moment those new organs move in and start trying to become a permanent fixture, the body's autoimmune system detects a foreigner and starts the process of transplant rejection. Foreigners. <laughs> and How transplant about that? rejection. Yes. So other than the fact that our, our in-laws are like organ transplants. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like my mother-in-law is a spleen. You okay. Know? <laughs> Which is not necessary for the body to function. Just FYI. Okay. We can take that apart later. Okay. So why is this relationship so problematic you know we've mentioned several areas of, of tension but what actually makes it so difficult well you alluded to it you, you started talking about you have two people who marry mm-hmm. they essentially bring very different families together and then each spouse is like a representative from his or her family mm-hmm. right so you come to your relationship your marriage and you bring all those expectations and right. the way that you function into that relationship and then 
Sharon comes in and does the same thing. So everything from how to parent, to deal with finances, to react to stress, deal with conflict, all of these things. Mm. So you can see how easy it would be for two people from very different families to have very different ideas about how things are supposed to go. And and there's no reason why the two families should be alike at all. Right. It Mm -hmm. would be more like they'd have differences. Right. You know, one listener said it's all about the rules that in-laws secretly have. Oh, they secretly have rules. Mm, Yes. When we enter into the relationship, are we actually aware of this idea that the other family has different rules, or do we just react, typically negatively, to the differences? I think really we don't think about it too much, and we're just reactive. We Mm -hmm. see it's different, and we don't like it, so we don't even think about huh, I wonder what, you know, that person grew up with. I wonder what the ideas were about their family. Uh, So I think it's more of a reaction, but it really is about different expectations Mm. and different expectations on how people are supposed to behave. And that causes a lot of problems. You had written a blog on this topic and said it's more than just learning the rules because you have to learn the culture of the new family as well. What did you mean by that? Well, for example, I was raised in a German household, and my parents believed in hard work, cleanliness, Mm -hmm. order. In fact, it was really funny when I was dating. My dad would judge the man I dated based on how clean his car was. (laughs) Really, Seriously, clean and organized because they're German values, right? right? So that's the culture I was raised in. And he had an expectation from his cultural background. He wasn't really talking to me about how much money the guy made or how little. He was like, if you can't keep your car clean, So here's his thought, Chris. Mm -hmm. If a man can't do that, his thinking was he won't take care of my daughter. Wow. You like that? That's good. (laughs) What what if he drives a, a Ford Pinto? He didn't care what the car was. He just wanted to see if it was clean. (laughs) Had to do with care. Exactly. So I I had a client who told me this story. She said that in her culture and upbringing, women did all the cooking and cleaning at the mealtime. But Mm -hmm. in her relationship with her husband, they shared cleaning and cooking. So they didn't have these more traditional values, you know. But when her parents came over for a meal... Her husband kind of stayed out of the kitchen, out of the way. It was because of this difference in values. Mm. And they just decided to do this to kind of keep the peace. Now, everybody listening to this probably would say, I wouldn't do that. I would, you know, I'd just be who I was. But they just decided that values were so different, they didn't want to take that on early on. Probably a good move. Yeah, (laughs) probably. (laughs) It sounds like expectations are going to play a really significant role in getting along with the in-laws. And I know that we will uh, talk about boundaries as well, more on that when we come back on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show and podcast. Yes, podcast. You can listen to it later. <laughs> <laughs> listen to us now, wherever you are. <laughs> we want to remind you that Dr. Linda has written numerous books and blogs that you can find on her website, drlindamental.com. Her latest book, Living Beyond Pain, is about chronic pain and what you can do to get your life back. Check that out when you get a chance. And don't forget to, again, check out the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can share this with a friend 
who might need encouragement. You know, Dr. Linda, uh, I have a signed copy of Living Beyond Pain. Yes, you do. And you kept accusing me of not giving you one. I know. And I, I really feel like... <laughs> Are you feeling convicted? Yes, I owe you an apology. <laughs> Thank you. Because Thank you. I came out on the radio and said, you know what? I need a copy of that book. I know it. And you acted like I didn't care about it. Right. And I didn't follow up with my word and here we are so i forgive you well thank you <laughs> well if you have just joined us uh, we've been talking about getting along with the in-laws and it seems like expectations play a big role in the in-law relationships and there's a, a spanish song I don't... oh oh you're going to try spanish no, with our no, producer no, no. speaking spanish no here? i no. won't okay. even go there but okay but the entire song is just about expectations what is this song the it has spanish a really song? long name <laughs> Really long name. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you to look that up yeah, we'll, and find we'll do out that. what that is. All right. Well, uh, let me speak to the wife first. When you get married, the new wife's expectation is usually that she will be the most important woman in her husband's life, right? Mm-hmm. But as a daughter-in-law, she's hoping, right. really hoping that she'll be embraced by the new family, supported, and allowed to be sort of independent with her husband. All of that's important. The man, meanwhile must try to maintain and differentiate uh, the two relationships as a son and as a husband. So yeah. we have these kind of roles that we have to start thinking about, how we're going to shift and change. It puts the man in a weird spot, balancing between your new bride, who is half as old as your mom, and comes to life completely different. You're in the middle of the two. It's, it's bizarre. So maybe you just anticipate that you have differences here. Mm -hmm. And then ahead of time, so here's the key, really. It's really, Chris, about... Ahead of time, you have to, as a couple, talk about how you're going to handle this extended family. You have to uh, pre-plan and have a strategy and that type of thing. Yeah. Did you, I mean, again, did you do that? This is what happened with Norm and I. We didn't do it either. And mm -hmm. then we had incidents happen. You know, right. a few problems crept up. And then we had to start thinking about, okay, how are we going to do this? So things like, should we discuss that issue or should that be a private issue between us as a couple? And we're not going to bring your parents into that. You know, how much time, the one you talked about, how much time is reasonable to spend with the in-laws? And if there's a problem, will your spouse confront his own family? Those are really important conversations. It's unfortunate that we get married when we're, when we're young and have no wisdom about <laughs> anything and then try to negotiate this type of new relationship. Could a, a little pre-planning, a little forethought prevent some of these problems? And do you think a lot of the problems are we just don't know our in-laws that well? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think what you can do with the pre-planning is it can help with misunderstanding. So you mm -hmm. can bring the, those issues front and center, you know, and be curious about the other person's family, not combative. Now, we could have a bumper sticker on that. Be curious, not combative. Ooh, that's like good. that one? Yes. <laughs> but there's really no better way to really get to know someone than spending time with them. So I know when you don't like a family member, you don't want to spend time with them. But it does really help, Chris, if you do activities together. Mm -hmm. Ask what they enjoy. Make an effort to join them for fun things. And then listen to the stories of their childhood. Try to understand who they are. And in the end... What you could discover is that you might have some areas of common ground that you could really build on. You know, I have friends who never wanted to do that. <laughs> they got married and then they just stayed away from their in-laws as much as possible and don't live near them. They don't want to get to know them. But you're saying that if we don't get to know them, then more problems can arise because we, well, we don't know what they think or what they believe or anything. Right. And what a loss in some ways if there was some good things that you could bring out of that relationship, especially if you have children. Mm -hmm. So it's challenging to get to know people that are not like you or that you think in the initially you're not going to like. But this is family. 
So I would say you're going to be with this person hopefully for the rest of your life. You Mm -hmm. might as well get to know them. And, you know, sometimes you find out that, wow, that in-law had a really rough upbringing. They never felt loved or they were abused as children. And it it really may build some compassion and empathy. It's hard to do, though, if your in-laws attack you. That makes it really hard. And you have to learn how to set those boundaries and have really difficult conversations in which you address those hurtful words or behavior. And I know that's not easy for a lot of people, but that's Mm -hmm. why I wrote a book on conflict. So people could practice how to do that. You have to tell them that the criticism is pushing you away and makes you not want to spend time with them. And that's helpful, like Chris, if it was like your parents who were doing that. Mm -hmm. It would be better if you had that conversation with your parents that if you continue to do that to my wife, it's just going to push us away and that's not going to help the situation. And then it's up to them to make some changes. You know what? It's just easier just to avoid them. Just stay away from them. Don't even bring up the tough issues. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, You could play it safe and you could not engage in any kind of conflict and, you know, that could cause division. When you have to get together, you could just focus on superficial things like sports and travel and movies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that doesn't bring much intimacy or satisfaction in in a family relationship. So I don't consider that a long-term strategy, especially if you have children. But I know people do this. And I want to make the point that avoidance doesn't solve anything. And it contributes to a feeling then of resentment and unforgiveness. And those are two things you don't want to carry around and allow to fester. That only hurts you. It doesn't hurt them. That's true. Another strategy that you had mentioned in a, in a blog a while ago is to develop code words as a couple to help you manage the in-laws. And you and Dr. Norm did this. It's, it's like signals or code words or looking at each other when you know it's one of those hot button issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had good relationships with our in-laws, I would say, overall. I mean, we had our moments and there are challenging issues. But when there were times when we thought, okay, this is not what we want to talk about or we don't want to go there or we're not going to engage in this. You know, if you have some kind of a signal or you have a cue or you tell each other we're not going to do that ahead of time, I think that really really helps. So you look like a third base coach over there. Doing, yeah, with your, you know. They can't see you doing your nose. <laughs> well, did uh, did you and Dr. Norm identify the hot buttons for both sets of parents? Oh, yeah. We know exactly what those would be. And, mm-hmm. and we talked about those issues that were upsetting. And, you know, are we going to challenge them? Are we going to handle it? Are we going to pray through it? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And then you come up with a strategy. But the point of that is that you become unified as a couple. And that's why it takes a little bit of time, but it's so worth it. The way you work together as a team is going to be really important. Uh, So one person's problem becomes the couple's problem. That's right. You can't deal with the in-law problems on your own. You have to have a couple conversation and agree on how you're going to handle those issues. You also need to tell your partner because he or she may be clueless at times. (laughs) You know, sometimes they don't even recognize that this is hurtful to you. And so you tell them how you're feeling. Now, again, don't go attack or criticize his or her parents. Just talk about what happened and how you felt about it. Here's one for you. Do you bring these things up together with the in-laws, like in the same room, or should the spouse bring the issue to their parents? You can do it together as a couple, but the adult child of those parents is the one who needs to take the lead. So your your spouse could be in the room but you have to take the lead if that's your parents. So what if the spouse is too upset and starts criticizing the in-laws? First, I'm going to say don't criticize your spouse's relationship with his or her own parents. If you do that, you're just going to make your spouse defensive. The idea here, Chris, is to try to understand more about that family system and why the people behave the way they do. Mm. And again, digging into their backgrounds, life experiences like we talked about, 
because that helps you. So criticizing just makes everybody feel bad. It doesn't lead to solutions. And that's what you want to try to do is you want to try to come up with a way to make this work. That does make sense. But uh, is this type of confrontation dangerous? Can it lead to arguments? It could. And if that's the case and you're really fighting over this, it might be good to get some professional help. It might be good to go to a therapist and say, how do we handle this? How do we find a way to agree on this and maybe get some help establishing boundaries and be in agreement? You know, in-law conflicts get more complicated when a spouse seems to side with his or her parents and against the parents of the spouse. The spouse feels outnumbered and ganged up on. Again, not really an in-law problem as much as it is a marital problem. So Mm. if one spouse remains too dependent upon his or her parents and then sides with them against their spouse most of the time, that needs to be discussed. Mm, So this is more of a problem with the couple's relationship. (laughs) Yeah, you got to figure it out. Right. Well, this information is absolutely so helpful, but we do need to take a short break. More help with the in-laws when we return on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com, or online where books are sold. We are back talking about getting along with the in-laws. In case you have just joined us, you're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. And check out her website, drlindamental.com. Don't forget about the podcast on iTunes, where you can take this program with you wherever you'd like. And listen to it whenever you need help with the in-laws. Do you think you should listen to the show about the in-laws? Well, it's an interesting idea. Could you have them listening with you and then talk about that? I don't know. If somebody wants to do that. Let us know how, let that, us know how that worked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, speaking of getting together with the in-laws, whether you play this show for them or not, uh, what about the holidays? Because that seems to bring this issue of control front and center as both families may be pulling to have you at their home for Christmas this year. Yeah, it is hard. And, you know, I was thinking about the difference, Chris, when my parents were growing up, they had their in-laws in the same town. Mm, And Norm and I had my parents in Michigan, his in Florida. So Mm. it was much harder to figure out how to get to all these holidays. You couldn't go to one and then go over to the other one in the same town, right? So it does create a lot of problems. I know some couples who during the holidays, and I'm not recommending this, but they just said, we can't figure it out, so we're just going to go on vacation (laughs) and not go to anybody's house. Now, I think, you know, that would make me really sad if Mm, my parents couldn't have interactions with my kids and they couldn't experience the holidays with them. So I don't think I would do that. But you have to come up with a schedule. You have to try to make it fair. We were always trying to, you know, balance. We'll come to Christmas with you Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving with you, and you just have to work that out. It was nice during the uh, pandemic, that first set of holidays with Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
a lot of people said, you know what? It gave us an opportunity just to uh, be with our own family yeah. and then zoom in, right? right. Zoom in with yeah. both sets with no problem. So the problem went away. We can't come to your house. So I, I don't think that's going to be a thing of the future, though. I don't think we're going to zoom in to holidays yeah, really. for the rest of Hopefully not. Yeah, hope not. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the boundary issue because a, a listener asked about this. She says, what if your daughter-in-law shows up? unannounced at your house grandkids in tow because the kids really wanted to see you right now (laughs) and she stays even if it's clear that you're busy or your son-in-law assumes you'll watch the kids before he even asks or brings them over okay i'm thinking of dr phil Mm -hmm. and dr phil says good fences make good neighbors Mm, so there's some fences right around the home right your in-laws really do need to be good neighbors And this requires conversations that, again, lay out those expectations. Uh, You know, sometimes they're a little bit like exuberant puppies. They Mm. just want to come over and be there and kind of do things. But the problem is that you do have to balance it with your life. So people without good boundaries, they're so excited to connect with other people. And they don't even realize Mm -hmm. that they're doing that. So conversations, again, about... You know, my kids want to see you. We love to see you, but you have to announce when you're coming, and I have to be ready for that. I like that analogy to the puppy. Puppies. <laughs> puppies don't mean to be arrogant. Right. They're yeah, just they just doing... want to connect. Right. They just want to be with you. They just want to have fun with you, mm-hmm. and that may be what's the motivation. Although sometimes when you're interrupted during your day, you don't always take it that way. Right. So then how do we respond when this happens? Well, acknowledge the good. Like we, we were just saying, say to them, it's great that you want to see us. I mean, we love spending time with you, and the grandkids love to be with you. We're just asking that you call or you ask us first or you inform us beforehand. You know, just do it like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Sally is a – she should be in piano lessons, not playing the flute. She should be playing the piano <laughs> Well, is that coming from a place of love, do you think? I know a lot of people would take that as she's controlling. My mother-in-law is controlling and right. telling me what to do. But again, what is what is behind these requests? And can you just not get so reactive to it? And again, I had to learn this. I was very reactive to things that were said like that. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of calm yourself down and think, is the mother-in-law really challenging my authority as a mom? Does she just have different ideas? You know, according to the, the researchers... They say that you should sometimes just bite your tongue. But then again, if your tongue is bleeding too much from biting it too often, <laughs> you might have to say something about right. what's going on. So try not to get offended easily. Mm-hmm. There are times when you really don't need to make it an issue, and then there are times when you really have to address it. Well, I don't know why those kids are in public school. They should be in Christian school. If, if they were my kids, they would be. You know, just tread lightly. You know, even questions can come off as judgmental when you're dealing with your in-laws. So, again, remember there's differences in how you feel as a couple, what you do with your children, how you plan. But it doesn't have to be this big combative struggle. Mm -hmm. So, again, remember curious versus combative? Right, the the bumper sticker. Yeah, Yeah. so maybe what you ought to do is go, well, I'm really curious why you think that. Like, what is it you think that's really harmful in public school versus private school Mm -hmm. with my kids? And then try to have a conversation to understand before you get reactive. You know, as we wrap up the program today, it's still important to remember that Exodus says we are to honor our parents. So there may be times when you have to speak the truth in love and other times to let it go and offer some grace because that honoring of our parents is very important. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Keep working on the relationship with your in-laws and don't give up if you're really struggling with a problematic relationship. And above all, try to live in peace with them. 
And if you need coaching along the way, get somebody to help you. If you need therapy as a result of trying to work this out with a family therapist, get a therapist. Focus on how you can respond in a loving and godly way, no matter what is thrown at you. Well, I think you should be at our house for Christmas. There you go. (laughs) All right. That's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.